Okay, Raider Nate, we are live, me and you. Alright. You pumped up? Not really. Yeah, so here we are. It's Thursday night. Um, Vinny Greenbowl's Dolphins with the big win against the Jags. And it wasn't as, as exciting as people thought, but there were some fantasy implications, weren't there? Yeah, there's a few players going. Few players going. It was an interesting day. Uh, you know, you have Chark. We found out this morning Chark wasn't going to play, so you had to bench him. You picked up LaVisca Chenault, who didn't have the kind of game you probably wanted, right? Yeah, it was weird. It seemed like they were taking him off the field a lot. Yeah, you'd think. I, I, you know, I haven't seen the full snap counts or anything, but you'd think he would have been on the field all the time with, with Chark out. But Especially in the red zone. They were, it looked like they were taking him out. Yeah, no, he he wasn't in there a lot. You know, it, sometimes those guys that play multiple positions, you wonder if they get if you get stuck not knowing where to put them in certain you know whether it be red zone or two minute drill or or whatever. It's like you kind of like put them in a role as a gadget guy and you don't know where to stick them. But he had what five catches for thirty five, and I mean Gardner Minshew was dinking and dunking all night. It's like he really didn't have much to work with either. So yeah, he he looked for him downfield a few times in the first half. Looked at him for quite a bit and then checked off, but so they were they were trying to get him the ball at least early. But I mean, good good thought with Chark going out, I guess. But yeah, thought was there, yeah. and I mean, you're you're talking. I picked up uh, Keelan Cole and dropped him in the same day. Um, <laughs> I, I decided not to play him. I went with Gaskin, and and I mean, there were some good things from Gaskin. I mean, he looked really good early and then got quiet, and you know, he looks okay. Yeah. You know. You got some- he got some goal line carries. He got that was the best thing is that he got goal line carries. Um, so I mean, I feel good about him as a flex, especially you know as we might might touch on. Obviously, I, I was we were all ravaged by injuries. I was ravaged the worst in my opinion. So I mean, having to have an emergency guy like that, I'll take you know ten points. Unfortunately, uh, and one last thing about that is he's not even two hundred pounds. I don't know why they don't run him outside. Any he ran inside the whole time. It's like he did okay. But, like, why don't you tailor your run game to the guys you got? Like, run them outside a little bit, you know? It looked like he had a little bit of burst. I, I would assume he could hit the corner. Yeah, man. Just a little some stretch plays. But, so, I mean, you, got, you didn't get much out of Schnault. I didn't. I got a, a, you know, whatever, a passable game out of Gaskin. And the big winner of the night, um, Al Davis, man. That James Robinson pickup at the beginning of the year after Fournette got booted. I mean, that's, like, that's been huge. Yeah, he looked good. I mean, we're talking about with McCaffrey out after this week. I mean, Jim Drops is going to be a top ten back at least, and you know, I, I don't know. You, I mean, it's a good pickup. You know, we were all spinning the wheel of the Jaguars running backs, and he ended up being the guy, and he looks pretty good. And I'm trying to look at the box score with you and Greenballs. Did Parker start for Greenballs? Yeah, he did. Okay, so he got so he, you know he was kind of hobbling, limping around out there, so he got six point nine, which. The way he looked, I guess you'd take that. Yeah, I was, I was worried he was going to score, um, just because I thought that they would put points on the board. But he didn't get in the end zone. But you know, six nine is not bad. Right. Yeah, I mean, for mm-hmm. hobbling around like that, you know, who had yeah. might, might have had the toughest night is Sweet Swizzle started Minshew after Breeze had a couple down games and Minshew. Goes to nine point two. I mean, with the way quarterbacks are scoring, and I mean, you're Russell Wilson's top of the list. For him to only get nine point two out of his quarterback in a year like this year is not—that's not what he wanted. Going against take at the house this week. Yeah. 
You know, so it's funny we talk about how easy easy it is to stream quarterbacks, but it doesn't always work. So tough night for Swizzle too in that regard. Well, I mean, you would have, you would have thought that they would have scored more points. Yeah, absolutely. Especially especially with um, Byron Jones. Byron Jones was out. Yeah. And then, yeah. So I don't know. And they didn't uh, again. Like you said, they looked. It's like they didn't look at all downfield. But for the most part, I mean, Minshew had. I'm going to look it up, but he had a 50, 60 attempts and only 250 yards. I mean, he clearly was dinking and dunking, you know. So, uh, yeah. Chark is a big, you know, Chark's a good downfield threat. So, you obviously can see how big of a deal Chark is to their offense. Yeah, well, I mean, he hasn't been getting targets. Yeah, that, that's the thing. But as far as the Jags go, I mean, yeah, for the targets haven't been there, but the Jags, it looks like they need him to stretch a field. Uh, sure. For their team, yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. So gosh darn! So yeah, so that was I think that was it for tonight. Minshew and uh, Chenault, Parker, James Robinson, Miles Gaston. So that was it. Um, other than that, I mean, it's a big week, Nate. We got we only got two two and O's, and you're one of two O and twos. So we got two one and ones in the three and four spot. If we're already jockeying for position, that's it's pretty. We're pretty bunched up still. That's good, right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's optimism. And have, I don't know how much you, as a commissioner, maybe I look at all the teams a lot. Like, not just my own. I, I make sure I kind of look at everyone's team. You know, the eyeball test, Nate, I, I'm a... I don't see... Look, I mean, my team's got... I mean, some of us have some weak names. Like, if you look at the names on my team, it's hilarious. Like, from what it went to, what it was, and what it is now. But basically, I look at all the teams, fat and overrated being the worst, 120 points over two weeks... But I still don't, from the eyeball test, see any one team that looks like they're just going to run away with it. Like, I see weaknesses everywhere. Everyone's had some injury issues. So, I mean, I feel like everyone's in this thing, like, for a couple games in here. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I mean, obviously I'm going to, and I don't know if you noticed, but I've had the most points scored against me, so my my bad luck continues. But I, I still got optimism, especially if I can squeak out a win this week. Yeah, yeah. So it, and then I think FNO's, FNO's second on the list, second on the hit list with um, most points scored against. Yep, he's there. The, the bottom guys, yeah, it's, it's it, like you said, you've had not, so you've had 170 points. So I mean, not awful weeks, but he's he hasn't put him uh, put up many points. Um, but I mean, both your teams look fine. I can, I can see both your teams making a run. I don't sit there and say, oh, they're going to be, they're not going to win a game for a while. Like the teams look good. Um, you know, I haven't brought up the Matrix this year, but there's only been one 0 3 team make it to the dance, the playoffs. <laughs> so one team, it's a 6%. It's 6% of 1 and 3 teams, or 0 and 3 teams have made the, a, 6% of 0 and 3 teams have made the playoffs. If you get to oh, 1 and man. 2, it goes up to 18%. So eight teams. So you got so eight teams at one and two. So that's not you're not done. And and I wouldn't be done because I might lose two. Obviously, two and one. Fifty six of two and fifty six percent of two and ones made the playoffs. And eighty nine percent of three and zero. So Swizzle and um, Green Balls looking to go three and zero put themselves in a very good position after three weeks. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of your chart. Anyway. <laughs> Well, because I mean, remember last year I was three and zero, and I went to playoffs. Yeah, hey, it all it, it over over time. I hopefully it gets it gets more useful. We're in year thirteen, so it's got twelve years of sample size. So no, I know, I know. I'm just yeah. I'm just 
getting a hard time. But as you might have, as you might remember, also, um, I started one and three last year and won the title. So it's, it can be done. I, and, and there's been only three teams have went one and three and made the playoffs, and one of them won the title, which was me. So, you know, there's still fun, you know, upsets to be had in the league. So yeah, it's not the Bible. We shouldn't be too beholden to the the playoff yeah. probability chart. To your point. <sighs> Um, yeah, it's party. Some kind of party going on out here. At your house? I hear a lot of noise down the down the way. Yeah. Look at you. You're ready to go to Alaska, aren't you? In the bush plane. To start a homestead. <laughs> I'm getting sick of this. All this fucking noise and lights and cars. Yep. You're ready to get out of here. What's well, yeah? Well, so yeah. It's, that said, everyone did. You know, in you this morning, even everyone got bit by the injury bug. I mean, I'm looking at everyone's team up and down. I mean, Greenball's in first place. He's got Jacobs, who I don't know what the word, the word is, but he was holding his shoulder last Monday. Um, he didn't practice today. He didn't practice, and so you but got yeah. He, he looked like he got beat up. They need to start um, mixing some other guys in there. Yeah, Richard and Booker, they're getting some looks in there, but yeah, they've been riding Jacobs, no doubt about it. Um, so I mean, yeah. and that's Greenball's, and so he's got Mostert's hurt. Uh, so he's got, uh, besides that, I mean, so he's got Jeff, Jeff Wilson in the lineup, but injuries work for some people too, because he's got Devin Singletary and I have Zach Moss who sat out with a toe injury. So maybe Singletary comes up. So, you know, there are some winners when injuries happen. Um, yeah, Jeff Wilson, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Jeff Wilson got in the end zone, right? Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. And then, of course, I'm just going through the team. Julio Jones is banged up, too, oh, isn't he? Yeah, duh, you're right, yeah. He's, so, got a, he's got a hammy. So Julio Jones hamstring. So, yeah, so, you know, Green Balls got hit by it. Um, going over to your team, Chark went out today. Um, Kittle may not play. Kittle may not play, but I guess injury-wise, you know, you're you're still looking pretty good. Chark was, you know, isn't good, but it's not, you know, you didn't lose Taylor, you didn't lose Gurley or Gordon. Um, so maybe you came out on top a little bit. Um, between me and Al Davis... Al Davis came out pretty unscathed, too. Paris Campbell got hurt, but he has plenty of depth, so it's not going to hurt him. Um, I got demolished with Barkley going out for the season and McCaffrey out for three weeks, so I got smashed bad. Listen, that's crazy. But, but yeah, is, is it? didn't they say McCaffrey's four to six weeks? Yeah, four to six. Three to minimum because they put him on IR. So yeah. could be six weeks for all I know. And, and if they're 0-5, you know, they're a bad team. So I don't know if they're going to rush him back. I mean, it's bad. So at least I got Mike Davis, whatever. It's not a very strong name. So I got bit bad. Al Davis didn't get bit bad at all. Paris Campbell, he's going to be able to absorb. Slingbox. Uh, oh, hold on. Before we move on, I have a question. Yeah. So, what, so you, bid, you spent some money. Oh, I spent some money. I spent 49, <laughs> 49 bucks I, on Henderson. I, I can't see the, the full website because I just used my phone. What was the second highest bid? 17. <laughs> oh. <laughs> who's, who's been, who bid 17? Two guys. I think, I, this is top of my head, I think Green Bulls and L. Davis bid 17 each. Yeah, I, I was thinking about bidding on them, but um, I, I, I figured it would go pretty high and, like, it's just that backfield. Just, I just, just want to stay away from that thing. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to, I don't you're, think you're embracing it. Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's my here's my quick thinking. I don't think anyone, you know, no one really gave me a hard time. But so we're talking about a backfield that seems to be a gold mine. Yeah. As far as the overall backfield, you had Cam Akers hurt with the rib, and you have Malcolm Brown with a hurt finger. So it's like, at best, you could say it's a three-headed monster. But you're going to give it to the healthiest guy the most, I'd think. 
And so that, on top of the fact that I sunk a third round into Acres, I'm like, well, Malcolm Brown's already a sling box. I don't think he's ever going to – I know he had a big week one, but he, his to be his sixth season on the same team would have been a story like never heard before. So, like, I'll spin on Henderson. And if, if Acres stays hurt, fine. And if, if I'll pay to be wrong. So if Henderson ends up being a bench guy, but Acres is the man, I'll take that too. So I was like, I'll pay yeah. what it takes. And so uh, – I, I think Henderson has a chance to take that backfield this week. Like, if he has a good game, he may be the, you know, 50 or 60% you know, guy on, in that backfield. Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, they spent a second on Acres. I mean, they're going to force him in there. But, I mean, whatever. Now I have both of them. I hope one of them dominates. Um, but, you know, I spent 49, too, because uh, Fat and Overrated had 47 left. And he was, he was 0-2. And I'm like, you know what? I got to outbid Fat and Overrated, at least because not only uh, that, yeah. not only that, he loves the Rams' backfield. He was high on acres all summer. And so I'm like, well, he loves the Rams' backfield. He has 47 bucks, So I, I had to beat Andy, so that's why that bid was so high, if anyone's wondering behind the scenes. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I was curious on the thought process. But, you know, hey, you, you know I'm a fan of you spend, you spend <laughs> money to make your team better. Yep, plus now I have less money to battle anyone now, so. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're all fortunate that you spent money. Yep, so uh, I'm almost uh, I'm under way under half my money now. Um, we were talking about injuries, sling box. I was moving to sling box. I mean, I guess he's not too bad on the injuries. Um, Tevin Coleman went out, but he wasn't playing anyway. Philip Lindsay was the week before, so I mean, he didn't get hurt that much worse last week. Um, Pro- he's got Frank Gore in the lineup. He's got Frank Gore. Look at Frank Gore. Volume. Thirty-seven years old, right? God, it's crazy. Yep, he's thirty-seven. That's probably older than Protege. How old's Protege? Like, isn't Protege like thirty-five or thirty-six or something like that? God, we asked him his age. I don't remember, but I think he's a few years younger than us. So yeah, I think he's he might yeah. be Gore might be older than Protege. <laughs> <laughs> uh, At the running back position. Yep. And Protege, he got a little bit of the injury bug, but on his, you know Jalen Rager's a bench guy. Um, so I mean, he didn't get hurt that bad either. So maybe only about half the league really got hurt. I thought I was I didn't want to complain too much, but I I clearly got hurt worse than anybody else last week. That's for sure. Oh yeah, you no, I mean. Not not only with the number of players, but the you know the best players. Yeah, well, I mean, I have a top heavy team. I lost my two best players, so that's that's bad news. Um, yeah. So anyway, so looking at the rest of the teams, um, I'm looking at goalie's team. He didn't get he didn't get hit with the injury bug. Evans came back, so he's looking pretty good. Um, fat and overrated. You know, he got Michael Thomas the week before. That was a bad one, but he came out last week. You know, Connors came out unscathed, so. Oh gosh, I guess it's all me then. Last couple guys swizzle. Um, Devontae Adams pulled a hamstring, so he might not play. That would be big. That would be definitely be big for him. Um, yeah, you, you gotta wonder what they do there because if he's close, you know, you wonder if they hold him out a week. Yeah, he's the Sunday at five twenty game, so it's a good time. Just reminding everyone, we have that that depth chart we're gonna have this year as a pilot, so. It's a good time to use it. You know, Devontae Adams was Sunday night. Um, Al Davis has, um, you know, some three guys on Monday night. You might want to back those guys up. So everyone should make sure they use that lineup thing because it might come in handy this year especially. Because, like, with Adams on a Sunday night, he might want to keep him in there if he's if he's a game time and then have a backup set up if he, if he sits and they can use it. <laughs> Excuse me. Take you to the house. Take the house. AJ Brown's still out. Um, Miles Sanders came out healthy though. 
Um, yes, I mean, yeah, I guess you know everyone got hurt a little bit, but I got hurt the worst. There's no doubt about. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Kittle may not play this week too. Yeah, you got Ingram in there. Yeah, he got he got a, he got a limited in today, but they may hold him out. So you got a good backup. You got Ingram in there. He had six catches for sixty-five yards on eight targets last year. So that's a pretty darn good backup. And the Niners' defense isn't what it was last year, so it's not as scary to play Ingram. So by the way, so the trade didn't happen last week. Would you like to hear what the trade was going to be that me and Al Davis almost did? Yeah, well, I was I was curious. I was going to ask you after we went through that, and then, like I was also curious like how close I got and. Because you know all the injuries happen, so it would have been interesting. Yeah, well, you'd have to you'd have to ask him. I, I, I talked to him. I didn't ask him. I, I might follow up if if he hears this. He didn't tell me how close he was. I'm just going by the way the conversation went. It sounded like I think I said thirty or forty percent that was going to happen. Um, I put the offer out there, and he said he was going to take it to his whiteboard, as you know how that works. Um, but he never got back to me, and so it ended up being a good decision by him. In the short term, at least, I offered him. Um, he wanted a Marquise Brown. He wanted a three Raven stack bad, so he would have got Marquise Brown uh, to stack with Andrews and, and Lamar. He was gonna go super stack, and then I was also giving him Zach Moss and Damian Harris, and I was trying to pick up on Gibson and James Robinson before they really took hold, and Paris Campbell. So it was gonna be Marquise Brown. Zach Moss, Damian Harris for Paris Campbell, um, James Robinson, Antonio Gibson. And, of course, it worked out great for him, you know, because Gibson and Robinson took over and Marquise Brown didn't do anything last week. So, you know, Paris Campbell got hurt, but whatever, he's got depth. Um, So it was the right decision for him in the short term and probably in the long term. So um, that didn't happen. That's not what I thought at all that you you were thinking. Yeah, no, it was... I thought you were dangling one of those big backs, and you're going to get back like two, like maybe maybe a stud or two wide receiver and a running back or something like that. Yeah, no, I didn't go that big. Um, he he really likes Hollywood. I do too. I think he's going to break out here in this week, hopefully. But um, and I was trying to get some running backs that I thought would break out. That you know that's happening. So um, good good decision. He saw it too and made the right call. Um, so I offered. Uh, a goalie a trade too it was a feeler it wasn't really like a serious offer like with Al Davis I offered a feeler um that he denied pretty quickly I tried to give him Barkley um pre-injury of course and I was hoping that um because Mixon and Dalvin Cook you know even still are not getting a lot of touches as much as people thought so I offered uh Barkley and uh I gotta even look at my I don't even remember the offer it was like I'd have to look it up. Three for, it's like it was another three for three. I'm actually want to look it up now, but it was going to be a feeler of looking through the text. Sorry for the dead air, people. I want to see, I want to get this right. I said Barkley, Acres, and Fuller or McLaurin, and this was after week one, so Fuller was looking better. Acres wasn't hurt. Some Barkley, you know, Barkley was had a bad week, but it was so Barkley Acres Fuller for Dalvin Mixon and Madison. So basically, it was a Dalvin Mixon for Barkley Acres Fuller or McLaurin, and uh, he passed. So I'm trying to make stuff work, but uh, you know, nothing yet. Yeah. yeah, give it, give it another week or two, and 
people get desperate. Have you have you tried FNO? So FNO and I don't. First of all, like we talk a ton and we disagree a whole lot on football players and stuff. Like we constantly, I won't say argue. We just have discussions, but we we have a lot of different ways of looking at it. And uh, so we don't make a lot of trades happen. We've had a couple. He called me. He and he was trying to get. He wanted to know how sour I was on Acres. Um, you know, this was before we he missed practice. This was like on Monday or Tuesday. And he wanted, he was saying, well, what about like a receiver like Keenan Allen or Diggs for like a Cam Akers? So um, I told him I was going to play Akers if he played. It doesn't look like he's going to. And so I, I, I didn't deny it, but he was, he said right at the outset, he says, I'm not moving any running backs, but do you want a receiver for Akers? And like, so it gave me the thought just between, you know, me and you and on the podcast. It's funny. We've always known that running backs hold more value than receivers, but that is it's so spread out now. Like to get a running back without giving up a running back is super hard. Like it's I mean it's got to be so lopsided like like I said I didn't give him Cam Akers for Stefan Diggs off off of his big week because he's a receiver. Like I I I can still poach the wire, you know. I don't want to, you know, so he didn't come with anything including a running back and you know, sorry, I'm not going to give up a running back without a running back in return unless it's pretty darn lopsided. I mean, of course, if it's a stud receiver for, like, a Cam Akers, that makes sense, right, if you have an extra stud. But middle of the road, decent, but not elite Stefan Diggs for a running back. It's like, i got to stick with RB. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I'm willing to say I think the rest of the league feels the same way, where if a running back's in a deal, it's got there's likely got to be a running back coming back somewhere, you know, somewhere in the deal. So, so there's that. Running back leads. And I threw a feeler out to you today, and you, uh, you know, you, we were having much of it, so that that yeah, didn't happen. Well, I mean, the, you know, for the listeners out there, we were you, you're, you're interested in Deontay Johnson, but he's got such a high target share. I kind of want to see that. I kind of want to see that through a little bit. Yeah, and I get it. And look, there, it's dumb for someone offering a trade to ever say someone else is wrong because you're offering the trade, like if that makes sense. So it's like I, I get yeah. it, like. I'm not saying by any means you should do it. But just so you know my thinking. So I offered Nate, for those listening at home, before tonight. This is before tonight's game. I offered him Terry McLaurin, Will Fuller, and Miles Gaskin for Deontay Johnson and any other two guys. Like, I just wanted Deontay Johnson. For the same reason that Nate wants to see it through. Like, if he can keep the target share in that offense. But my thinking was... You know, I think Terry McLaurin and Deontay Johnson, if you asked 100 good fantasy players, it's probably split down the middle of who they'd rather have. I, I don't think that it's, by any means, Deontay Johnson's clearly better than Terry McLaurin. I mean... I, I think I think, I think think if you ask 100 people, more people would say that they want McLaurin. And, and, yeah, and I was being, I was being, what do you call it, uh, I was being, yeah. you know, extreme about it. So I offered him plus Fuller, who, don't get me started on Fuller, I just... If anyone's out there and wants to send me trash, I fucking hate the Texans so much. I just, I him, I didn't want to draft him anyway. I just, it was bad. And then they of course, that team so fast. I, I just hate the Texans. I hate it. Yeah. I, I, and so, and then that Miles Gaston, of course, would give you a running back who's, as you saw tonight, playable, not like any elite guy, but you know, playable flex guy as a running back. And uh, and you said you want to see Deontay Johnson through, which I totally get. Um, but that was the offer. And, yeah. Uh, Yes. What about uh, what about Shark? He, he's he's going to play next week for sure. But yeah, I I, I mean, I, I would have traded you my fourth round pick for Shark at the draft. Um, you you said you didn't want to do that. Um, 
it, at this point, because of the low targets and now an injury, like I obviously couldn't. I'm not going to offer McLaurin and, and other pieces and for for uh, DJ Shark now. I mean, I just you know because yeah. like McLaurin. I mean, like you said, I mean he's still a stud. I mean he had a seven for one twenty five. He reminds me a lot of Beckham personally the way he plays, but. Um, but of course, the downside there is is Haskins going to sustain that, and are Washington going to throw enough, and da da da. So, um, but but I still prefer him to Char- I still prefer him to Chark. I mean, because yeah. his target share is near thirty percent, I believe, uh, McLaurin. So I mean, speaking of target share, I mean he's got a huge amount. And, yeah. So. Did you see what Beckham said today? Oh man, yeah. How about that? What's his deal? He's lost, man. He's a lost soul. He needs someone to poop on him, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Because he's poop. I mean, fantasy owners. The the last thing you want to hear is the player himself saying, "I don't think I'm going to put up numbers this year." Like, oh, ouch! That, that hurts. That hurts. So you know, FNO. Yeah. I hope FNO disagrees with with Odell Beckham himself because he's he's still got him. Yep. Hmm. But shoot, man, yeah. So a lot. Of, I don't know if have you talked any trades with anyone else? Anyone else sit in anything your way or? No, no, it's all quite on my front. Um, I'm not very active right now because I'm going to. But um, I feel like I'm in this weird spot where, like, uh, let me, yeah, you know, let me tell you something. I haven't, I haven't told you this, but like, you know, there's been some hot players in the waiver wire. You know, right. and like, if you look at my team, like, it didn't really make sense to bid on a lot of them. So, like, for example, like, um, you know, the, the indie backfield, I, I would have probably put a 30-plus star bet on, on if I didn't have Taylor and then um, what was the other one? Like, you know, like the Rams backfield, I don't know yeah. what's going on there. Right. And there's just all these, like, you know, things going on, and, like, I have one of the players, on, you know, on the team, so I can just make more sense for me to bid on it. And then, like, I don't have a ton of trade capital unless I blow up my team up. So I'm, I'm in this weird spot where, like, I need a game or two to see what happens, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, like I said, you're. I mean, look, Ger- Taylor is your best player. Gurley's, you know, he has the job and he's playing pretty well. I'm mean, look at his stats right here. He's what? He's uh, he's had double digits. Yeah, so Gordon's been pretty good. Gurley's looking uh, like the version we didn't want for all of us who drafted him. Um, he's looking pretty. Uh, they're taking him out a lot. And he's not doing much, but he's your third running back. So for a third running back, he's still pretty good. And Deontay Johnson, like you said, he might be a stud in the making. And freaking Russ is cooking up meals, going nuts. So like I said, I mean, you're owing too. I I look at every single team when I see potential. So I, you know, I wouldn't yeah. blow it up either. I'm with you. I get it. Yeah, because I mean, if I contact somebody for a big trade, they're going to want Taylor, and that's not happening. Yeah. And then yeah. like you know, probably the next guy's Gordon, and I can't give him up because that's my. I can't count on Gurley, so I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I, I was hoping that somebody would pop on the waiver wire and I could, you know, go big on him, but it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, you got less and less, you know, Andy spent a bunch, I spent a bunch. You know, if, if it's a week or two from now, you might have less competition for whatever that big-name guy is, if there's even going to be another big-name, you know. Yeah, guy. there might there might not be, you know, you know, you don't know that. Right, right. But no, I mean, yeah, I think, like I said, all the teams look like they got some potential. Even Owen too, I think he can do some things. And uh, I told Johnny today, it's funny we had a conversation uh, before a matchup, and he was asking me about McCaffrey. And I said, first of all, I'll hear any offer. Like I don't care if it's McCaffrey or anything. And I said, if I if I have this team with with guys with pedestrian names like Miles Gaskin, Mike Davis, and if this team I have now goes to one and four. 
I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be ready to probably move McCaffrey for a bunch of keepers. But at this point, I would move McCaffrey. But since I'm one and one still, I'd want some guys I could play, too. It'd have to be a pretty impossible package until, you know, we have to see yeah. where I am. Because if, if I can float around 500 when he's coming back, then I want to keep him, right? Because I still yeah. have a chance to make a run. But um, I, the reason I bring it up is because we were talking about all the teams. And, you know, like, we're doing talking about trades and stuff. And I told him, you know, like, yeah, McCaffrey, there's guys I would take. Like, But I was like, even Raider Nate Owen, too, like, I don't think I could give him a healthy McCaffrey and a healthy Barkley for Jonathan Taylor. I said, that guy ain't giving up that. He's wanted a keeper so bad. I said, he's not giving up Jonathan Taylor for anything. I'd, <laughs> there's no way. I, I mean, I would I would give up Taylor if I was, like, making a, you know, if I was, like, you know, if I knew I was going to make the playoffs, I, w- I, I would give up Taylor in a right deal. But, you know, if, if I'm, like, around, if I'm, 500 or lower, I'm not going to even entertain it. Yeah, well, that's as you know, if you're in the hunt and it's playoff time and I'm out of it, I'll have a McCaffrey hopefully healthy. I'll ship him all over. By the way, like, I have no idea what the hell is going on in Indy. So, like I I said, I would have put a 30-plus star bid on on Nimes if I probably didn't have Taylor. And, I mean, everybody thought it was going to be like a 50-50 split, right? And then they just were like, just Taylor's the man all of a sudden and no, no other backs on the field. Yep. I don't know what the hell's going on there. Yep. I, you know, well, it was Taylor's first game. Maybe that was the plan. Maybe they're like, okay, we've seen enough. Let's get him in there. Let's just have him be the dude, you know? It's and, crazy. And plus, you know, I think, uh, are the Colts, they lost the Jags week one, and then they won last, wait, they played Vikings last week, and they won. So they won and won? Yeah, I think they're one and one. Okay, because let's say another thing is, you know, coaches get a lot less cute when they're in a, you know, desperate. And they one I bet they're like, not being cute with his rotating running backs gets a bit cute. Like I watch, I have always a pet peeve of mine. Like coaches in their running back rotation is just it gets a little cute. So I think at own one they're just like, hey, just get Taylor out there every snap we can. And and uh, yeah, Hines hey, it was that, a big old bust, yeah, I mean, man. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm happy with it, but it just surprised me what they're doing there. Especially because, you know, Rivers likes throwing at the running backs and there's a better option for that, but hey. Yeah, he'll take it. He'll take it. Other than that, I'm trying to think of any other league news. I mean, again, we we broker trades. We've talked about people you guys that are listening, uh if you guys guy if you have guys on the block and you want it to be what do we call it, Nate, when it's like uh there's a name for it that radio shows where they do like uh swap meet, you know type stuff so the trade the trade uh swap meet if anyone has any guys they want to offer we could bring it up on the podcast because we've brokered trades before on here well well i mean yeah so just to clarify i'm I'm open for trades but i like i just don't see it right now yeah but um but definitely i'm definitely open for trades for sure yeah yeah like like i consider you know when you send me that trade you know mclaren's you know um attractive so i considered it but maybe i'm maybe i'll regret that later but Hey, this is Gaskin getting all his touches. He might have been the X factor there. Yeah. As long as he run the ball outside with him once in a while. But, um, no, nah, yeah. I mean, trades are hard. Trades are hard. So we'll, we had, we, we seemed like, I, I'd have to look at the, let me look at the, I want to see last year. I feel like trades opened up a bit last year. Let's look at it. I'm pulling up the Almanac. So season twelve, we had eighteen trades last year, Nate. Eighteen trades. 
Well, the year before, 2018, we had 20, so we were dipped a little bit. We had 14 the year before and 17. Ooh, tw- Nate, 26 trades in 2016. And then 26 in 2015. So, hey, the graph is not going up. Actually, it's going down a little bit. So, actually, yeah. So, hey, so since, since we're talking trades, um, I, don't, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer for you, but in the event that you you dump McCaffrey for keepers, like, what, I mean, a lot of people obviously are going to be after McCaffrey. What, what would you, like, be looking for? What what do you think would get it done? And what we're talking about down the road, maybe, you know, when you are when you know you're out of it, not, like, next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, if I go one and four, and if I go, if McCaffrey misses five weeks and I get down to one and six, things like that, like, I'm moving them. I'm, I'm taking keepers. Um, it's hard to say because, as you know, things change so, like, whether it be Marlon Mack having an Achilles. So I can tell you tonight the guys I'd be looking for. Um, it's hard to say in weeks what's going to happen, but if I'm glancing at rosters, Jonathan Taylor's a, with a bullet up there as a third rounder. Like, if you're in the playoff run, I would definitely try to get a piece of him. Um, Josh Jacobs is a two, so there's some possibilities there. It's not tremendous, tremendous value, but it's pretty darn good. So you got Josh Jacobs as a two. You got Taylor as a three. Um I'm look. I'm going through each team. Um, I'm you know Antonio Gibson. If if things come together there, I really like his potential. I think he's a freak athlete. Um, Man, you're big on Gibson. Yeah. I, well, look, Scott Turner offense, and it just sticks in my head because you know McCaffrey under Turner went nuts. Antonio Gibson has a similar skill set, and he's an athletic freak. So I'm very very high on Gibson. Um, I would have paid a lot. I tried to buy him last week, but now you know. So Gibson's it would be in a package I would like, um, and and Al Davis has other keepers. I mean, maybe James Robinson's a thing. Uh, he's yeah. got DeAndre Swift, so he could package some some good keeper potential to me. Um, Protege, he's out of Nick Chubb years, so he's gone. Uh, Elliot's a one, so I'm not really wor- about it there. So I don't see much with Protege. Um, Slingbox has Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but he's a one, so I don't see much even there. Um, goalie, Eckler's a four, he has another year, but he's looking like he's taking a big kind of backseat too with, with, uh, the rookie from UCLA, Kelly, um, coming up. So I don't see anything there yet. Derek Henry's a two, so fat and overrated, you know, might be able to make something happen around a Henry. Um, and Swizzle's got Aaron Jones with another year. So there could be a package there with, the, um, maybe some people, I don't know, but I mean, shoot. Right now, I'm looking at that uh, Raider Nate. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's, I, I got to get a win first. So you're, you're only mentioning running backs, so does the package have to start with a running back? Or if somebody came with a yeah low-round receiver, would you be open to that? No, I mean, I, I'm so low on receivers. I mean, it's been my MO for years now. I mean, you could look at my teams every year. I try to get four horses. I try to get running backs. I mean, it, right or wrong, I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but... Receiver keepers to me, and you mentioned Deontay Johnson, like they're in emergency break glass keepers. You know, like you start with running backs. If you can keep running backs, you do it. And if you have to, you go to a receiver. Um, so I don't see anything around a receiver. As part of a package, yes. You know, like Jonathan Taylor and Deontay Johnson, you know, for McCaffrey, McLaurin, Marquise Brown, you know, some like big monster package. Like, so I, mean, I would take it as a backup option because guys get hurt, guys get traded, things happen, but. I gotta have a. If I'm trading McCaffrey, I mean, there's 99 percent chance there's got to be a receiver, uh, running back involved somehow, a big name running back. Yeah. Yeah. 
So hopefully oh. I don't. Hopefully I don't just stay around five hundred till he comes back. But if not, I'll be. Mo- I traded with um, Slingbox for keepers. Um, I traded for Cream Hunt after just a few weeks. One year I was so bad. The, I think the year before you started, um, I traded for keepers like after f- four or five weeks. I was already gave up. So yeah. Well, if um if 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 I get back in the mix and then you tank, just even if you're even if you want Taylor, just just. Check in with me before you make the deal so I can know what's going on. Oh, yeah. You're first on the list right now, buddy. You got to worry <laughs> hey, about it. Speaking of that year, I think I remember that year. I think I think one time I saw you in the hallway and I was like, hey, how's fantasy going? And then you got like all sad. You were like, w- were you like owing something? I don't remember. I might have been owing four, one and five. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I was like, I better stop asking him about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's funny. It shows, it shows you in a league like ours how you can keep grinding because – that year, I traded for Cream Hunt, his rookie year, and then I moved Cream Hunt later on and ended up getting Barkley, and that ended up helping for a championship a couple years after. So, I mean, it's a butterfly effect in fantasy, so you make moves that pay off later on, so you never give yeah. up you know, at any point, and trading for keepers is not a bad idea, and giving up early yeah. doesn't always end up bad either, so... Hmm. But shoot, Nate, I mean, we could go over the matchups, but... We went over injuries. We went over some trades. Um, we went over the league as a whole. I think everyone's still looking like they're in it, and I think everyone's in it too. Hey, it's funny too. I was I was talking to Johnny about this. It's a bigger issue. Also, it's going to start with our trade though, like McLaurin versus Deontay Johnson, and you know I, I tried to add some pieces, and I was telling Johnny in my experience because I've offered a million trades. I've no doubt offered more trades than anybody. I would bet my money life on it. Uh, in my opinion, there's a basic psychology that most of us have to add value to who we already own. In other words, not be able to look at them completely objectively. Like it's, and I think it's just based on familiarity because you know, you can dig into the stats a little more and you maybe you watch them closer. But I find that interesting that no, it seems like no one can completely detach from who they own at that moment. Um, so I just it's just a random thought I put out there. I was wondering if people at home think that same way, but. Because um, sometimes when trades get shot down right away, I think like, you know, why do, why do they do that? And it's like I think part of it is like I said, like if we if we weren't, let's say it was a draft, and you had to pick a random guy in the mid rounds, you know, McLaurin was going to go before Deontay Johnson most likely. We yeah. fast forward a couple of weeks, and there's definitely some differences with stats too. But it's not like McLaurin's been bad, and it's like you know. I don't know if this is. I'm just saying as a. I don't know if this is how you're feeling, but I just think it's interesting. It seems like most people. Add, add a little value to the who they already own versus looking at it completely objectively and just find that interesting. Yeah. No, I, I, I would agree with that and I would I would probably think that every single person in the league probably would have done that deal or at least, I mean at least seven or eight of the guys probably would have done that deal. Mm. And then I'm over I'm over and I'm over analyzing and overworking it, but I'm still sticking to the two year strategy. So like if I was two and oh or one and one I probably yeah. would have. I probably would have took that trade right there. Interesting, but yeah. since I'm zero and two, you know, and I don't know if I'm going to win this week. You know, he's a six. He's he's a he's a free agent. So yeah, you know, he, he's a he's a big piece for me in terms of a potential keeper. So that's a, that's kind of that was kind of the the difference, right? You know, and but I mean, I I think I, I like I'm I'm high on the corner. And I, I like him more than Johnson. I would have taken him in the second if it was a slightly different scenario. Yeah, yeah, and and also you got to remember too as the offerer. You know, it's 
you should make a trade offer just hoping that the other guy's opinion of your players are maybe even higher than your own. That's kind of always yeah. the basis too. And so you always got to put it out there as a feeler to see how a guy's feeling about your player yeah. because, you know, because that, that's what most trades come down to is, is it should be based upon an opinion. And because if anything's clear, this is why other guys in our league don't trade as much as I, you know, I, I'm not even name names because I don't even know who at this point because everyone's gotten way better at trades. I have no complaints. I think everyone's great at trading at this in this league now. I have no complaints. But as far why why they don't happen more, I think guys still want to win, and I think trades that happen happen because someone's going to gamble and 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 offer something that looks better for the gamble that who they're getting back is going to be a you know a tremendous player. Um, so and that's that's hard to make those offers because you got to overpay yeah. and and I mean yeah it, it, you know I got lucky with you two years ago I, I bid on McCaffrey I, I quote unquote overpaid for McCaffrey before he went nutso and but at the time it was a, a quote unquote overpay and that's kind of how stuff gets done you know so yeah that's that's the damn trade that like I can't that that's the one move I can't freaking get past man it's like it's like the Babe Ruth it's like my Babe Ruth fucking thing I gotta get over that hump stick. Yeah, forget but, about that damn trade. Yeah, and I, I'm not saying this for my toot my own horn, but even if it wasn't me, if it was someone else who made that same trade, McCaffrey wasn't the McCaffrey that he became. I mean, it, it, it was a speculative gamble. I yeah. tried to overpay to get him, and it paid off. But I've yeah. I, I've made I've made probably 20 trades in a similar thinking and lost. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, you, you hope to hit that, that big one. Yeah, and, and, I, and I know you know this, but like when we were negotiating. We had like a fair trade negotiated, and then I was like thinking, I'm like, I still don't want to do the deal. And then I remember I was like, you got to throw Juju in, and then you were like, no way. And I was like, well, well, it's not going to happen then. Yeah. And then I, I thought that I, I didn't think you would ever do that with throwing him in there. And then, and then you threw him in there, and I was like, well, let's here we go, we're going to do it. Yep. Good memory. I, yeah, I didn't know if you remember that. Yep, that was that was true. That's true. I went down. That's uh, true. Yeah. But you got you got to, like I said. Going back to our initial thing we we're talking about, everyone's team, I can make a case for them being good, so I don't think anyone's out there throwing out offers at me <laughs> um, and Andy here and there, but, um, yeah. Yeah, maybe I should start poking around. I mean, it's, it's it, it, full disclosure, too, I talked about this last week. I I, I try to overpay, too, but I, I like the action, man. I'm a, I'm a degenerate. I like just making moves. <laughs> like, I just like making moves. It's it's fun. It's it's exciting. It's gets your nerves going, and I like that feeling and taking risks and stuff. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, shoot. But if, there, if there's nothing there, there's nothing there, and sometimes there's not even for me. But, um, again, I think after this week, maybe two weeks, we'll get a little more separation, and then you'll see a little more desperation out of guys and, and some trade offers being thrown around. Yeah, I mean, last year, I, I mean, I, again, the flip side, I traded Danny last year. Um, he got um, McLaurin, Jordan Howard, and uh, even another, I can't remember now, a third piece that was a keeper option. Um, so, I mean, and it worked out for him. Danny got Miles Sanders off me for a five. So, I mean, it goes both ways. I mean, you win some, Danny, you lose some. Yeah, Danny did a good job last year working the trades and getting back into it. Yep, and I commend him for it because... I, I sold him Miles Sanders and McLaurin, and, and it was halfway about halfway through the season, and the guys were still iffy, like oh, I don't know if they're going to be good. And he made he made it he made the trade, and it's you know Miles Sanders is looking good, so probably a good good deal for him. Oh man! So yeah, and then uh, 
So yeah, on two, you got Green Balls who's beat up, so you got a chance against Green Balls this week. If Jacobs misses another practice and get that gets dicey. I'm hoping you got I'm a hoping, shot. Yeah, I'm hoping worst case scenario is they he doesn't play as much. Um and then, you know, I, I keep thinking, like, oh, Baltimore may slow down Mahomes, but that's not what, you know, there's, they're going to put some, some points are going to be put up in that game. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And what and what do you think? That's, uh, the Vegas is, you're 2-0, right? Yeah. You For real? You feeling it? Like, I mean, that was a big win. Oh, so you, you're going to get my speech now because I've, I've been asked that, like, 40 times already. <laughs> okay. So, hey, here's the thing. It's well So, my fun. hope is, uh... My hope is that they win one out of the next um, three games, and they go into their and then they're three and two because hear, hear me out on this because they go at New England with Cam Newton and their their defense looks a little leaky, and then they got Buffalo coming in to Vegas, so you got Buffalo making the cross country trip. So you know they're tough this year, and um, Allen's just going to wreck them, I think. Oh. And then the next and then the third game is Kansas City. I think I think it's at Kansas City if I'm not mistaken, but I don't I'm not, I can't remember. So I'm hoping they can get one of those games and be three and two, um, and then go from there. Go three but, and two after um, those three. I get it. so yeah, that makes that wouldn't be bad. But you got to be able yeah. to. You want to? It's funny. You'd be. It'd be nice to beat a good team like that, so you could see that. Because if you can't beat teams like that, then why even go to the playoffs? You know, it's like yeah, you, you got to beat one of these good teams to show you can do it. Otherwise, talk you might as well tank. Talk about a brutal schedule, though. Yeah. Well, you know, I was wondering if, if Green Balls after week one, because Jacobs was good again in week two, but, you know, after week one, if he was going to try to sell him high because that schedule was going to get rough, you know. Yeah, so did you, I mean, you must have watched the Raider game against New Orleans, right? I watched a good chunk. When, when I, you know this, and everyone in fantasy knows this, when you got guys on Monday night going against you that you don't have anyone going to help you, it's brutal. Like, I, I hate watching that. So I watched some with, like, peeking through my hands, but I didn't watch every snap. Yeah. So what, what's your thought on the on the Raiders? It's it's tough. So I was talking to Andy. I think – look, it's a quarterback-driven league. I think there's two ways you win Super Bowls, and it was perfectly exemplified last year. you got to have a stud quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, for instance, or a top-notch, top-notch defense like the Niners had last year. And this year, they're not showing it, but they had a great defense last year. And so with the Raiders, Derek Carr is—he's not Mahomes. He's more like Jimmy G. Like they're very similar. They're—they're they're passable with no pressure. They're fine, but they—they—they they, they have trouble pushing the ball downfield. They have trouble under pressure. So if the Vegas defense started looking like a real top ten type of defense, I'd say they got a shot to make some noise. But if their defense is middle of the pack or worse, they're going to fall apart at some point because you got Derek Carr, who's just. He doesn't have yeah. the balls, and he, he's not going to win you yeah. games, you know. And so, that the defense is key for me. I mean, Gruden calls a West Coast dink and dunk offense for the most part, so that fits Carr. But you got to have a defense, just like you had with the Bucks when Gruden had the Bucks. Like you got to have that defense with that kind of team. Yeah, I don't. I'm not seeing on the defense. I mean, they're not pressuring the quarterback. For, the, the average age of their secondary is 24. Yeah, and, and you just yeah. they're, they're, they're already, they already got some. They already got some injury problems. Yeah, I mean their D line, their their secondary is looking better. I don't know the linebacking crew. I can't even actually tell you who's playing linebacker for them right now. Yeah, they don't show up uh, much, but um, but it, it, yeah, the Super Bowl last year, what happened? The Niners were winning. 
a.k.a. defense, was going to win that Super Bowl. And then Mahomes, because you need a guy like Mahomes, made his magic happen and they came back and win. So it's one or the other, I think. And if you have both, great. But studly D, passable quarterback, or a stud quarterback, you got to have one of the, It seems like you got to have one of those. Yeah. Um, I'm just hoping that they keep getting better. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, if the defensive could, could keep improving because they did good against New Orleans, you know? Oh. Yeah, you know, I, you, you were right. Brees doesn't look the same. I, I don't care that Thomas wasn't playing. His balls doesn't look the same. Yeah. It's tough. I don't know where to fall. I mean, we got to watch a little more because, you know, when your offense is in sync, it's easy to focus on the quarterback and say he's done. I mean, and he might be, but well, they're out of sync. Yeah, I'm not saying he's done. I'm just saying he's not the same Drew Brees. Yeah. Because the thing about Michael Thomas is it's a lot, it's a lot more to it than, oh, it's he's such a good receiver. I mean, the Saints funneled their offense through him and Kamara. I mean, they're game planning around him. You know, the, the way the defense adjusts to those guys, the Saints will then counter that. And without Thomas there, I mean, their whole game plan was just thrown up into the thrown into the paper shredder, and they're they're just they don't got an offense that they could count on. And um, yeah, they they need that. It's they got to get in sync with a new whole new offense right now, and it's going to be tough to, for Breeze to do that. And and yeah. Saw, yeah, Swizzle put he benched him. You know, he 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 dropped him, and he drop him or just bench him. Oh, he benched him. He benched him, so he still got him. But he he went to Minshew, so he tried to make it happen. You could see that you know you got to sit breeze until they get in sync there. So, anyways, Nate, uh, we're about we're almost what are we at fifty minutes. You got anything else? Uh, kind of a little bit random tonight, but you know. Anything? It could be overtime item or football uh, related. There's, yeah, there's a there's an OT item that's super hot. Whoa, let's hear it. Cap off the uh, night. What's that? Let's hear it to cap off the night. Yeah, so it's just it's tremendous news. So I'm, I'm I've confirmed that the Curse of Oak Island is starting soon. Oh, whoa, Curse of Oak the, the Island. Next season. There's no there's no official start date, but I think this is probably the year that something's going to happen. They're going to find something, a treasure. Yeah, it, it's 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 legitimate. It's going to happen. Now you sound confident. Does this mean that you're on the Curse of Oak Island message boards in the on the dark web getting inside no, info? No, that doesn't exist. I looked for it. <laughs> it's like it's the Curse of Oak. It's the dark web. But you got to search yeah, for it. No, it's a treasure. I, I, no, seriously, I don't know what it is with that show, but I've I, I've actually googled it and try to find like stuff ahead of time, and nothing is set on that show. Well, it's coming back. Yeah. It's coming back. Well, good luck. I hope, I hope there's some treasure. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll keep you updated. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm thinking between uh, your Curse of Oak Island affinity and your Homesteader Rebuilders. What's it called? Homestead Rebuilders or Homestead Renovations or what's it called? The one I mentioned is um, Homestead Rescue, but you don't you – don't, you don't you don't realize I watched like ten of these shows probably. So here, but here's my thing: Homestead Rescue, ten other shows you just said, and Curse of Oak Island. I'm going to say this: if there's a real treasure found on Curse of Oak Island, I think it's going to be the tipping point where you pack up, pack it up, take the bush plane to Alaska, live on a homestead, and search for treasure. Well, no, there's no treasure in Alaska. I mean, there's gold, but well, gold's yeah. pretty good. I've heard gold's pretty good. Yeah, but well, you can make a homestead out in one of these desolate islands and search for treasure. No, my uh, 
my wife won't do it, but we, um, she did agree to, I'll tell you what she agreed to. And, and to give you an idea how much we talked about it, we, we have agreed on a location. Whoa. Yeah. So she agreed to, um, doing maybe, you know, we don't, we don't know yet a, 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 a second home in Alaska, um, kind of like a little bit before retirement and, um, going up there like in the summer. Nice. And, and, uh, there's an area, there's a really good area that's like, um, in Homer or outside Homer. And if you're not familiar with that, like if you see pictures of Alaska and there's like a bay and like white cap mountains, that's likely pictures of Homer, but it's like a highly um, traveled area. And then like a lot of rental properties. But if you go like right outside of town, there's the, the lots of like five acres and there's like little, you know, like little homes on them. And so she's open to that. Homer, Alaska, very, it's southmost tip. It's even more south than Anchorage. Yep. Look at you. So that's, uh, that's what she agreed to. And so I could, like, we could be on, well, you know, she's, she's, she's negotiating because she's a photographer, so she wants to go up there and take pictures. She's just trying to, you know, um, be more, more closer to town. Well, as long as you have the bush plane, get your pilot's license, have your bush plane ready to fly it over for the last Saturday in August every year, you could do what yeah. you need to do. Yeah, there's internet access there. I check it out. I might even build you a little pad over here to land your plane, your bush plane on for the draft. <laughs> hey, did I ever tell you that I'm afraid of flying? No, actually, I'm yeah. gonna, I heard that. Yeah, I get I get nervous when uh, I'm not afraid of flying, but I get I get kind of jumpy. Okay, so I, just, I know you you know not a drinker. Um, so I know a lot of people that's their their elixir before they fly. Do you have any tricks to calm yourself down? No, I just try not to think about it. I, I try to, um, it's actually funny because during football season, I try to fly when the games are on and I watch them. Oh, that, that's a good, smart idea, right? Get, yeah. Take your mind off it. Yeah, so I try I try to fly with, with the, if I, if, I can, if I can do it, I try to fly where they have the TVs and then I can watch um, watch the TV. Yeah, so find the or right. Actually, I'm sorry, they don't even, now the last couple times I've flown, I've, I've logged into their Wi-Fi and I've watched TV on my phone. Okay. You find the Raiders' softest game. Let's plan your trips around that. Oh, that'll, get me, well, that'll get me fired up. Well, you, yeah, you want to see them winning, though. You don't want to see the Raiders losing while you're in the air. You might. Yeah, hey, but just so you know, the Homestead Rescue is, in terms of the rankings, that's kind of on the bottom of the list. Oh. Yeah. Well, we. I don't want to go to it. We're about five minutes left. Could you give us a bulleted list? You mean in ranking in terms of how, how much I like the shows? Yep. You, yeah, do okay. what you can. Okay, so my favorite one is probably Alaska, The Last Frontier. Mm, okay. That's the original. Yep, I've seen parts and, of that. And that that one, those people live outside of Homer. That's why I like that show so much. Uh. Yeah. My second favorite is probably The Last Alaskan. Have you seen that one? No. I might. My, you know, my dad watches all those shows. It's funny you mention that. So I might have seen it passing through his house at one point, but I, I don't yeah. know. Don't think so. And then there's three different Life Below Zeros. I like those two. I like the original the best. Oh, it's like uh, CSI, Miami, New York. It's got like different types. Yeah, there's Life Below Zero. There's Life Below Zero, Poor Protection. And there's Life Below Zero, The Next Generation. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then uh, Bering, Bering Sea Gold is pretty good. It's a gold show, but it's more kind of the, it's kind of a, you know, like a remote show too. Damn. I think I'm forgetting one. And then there's Homestead Rescue, and then if you're, if you're super, super desperate, you can watch Alaska Bush People. But that's kind of more trashy. 
Ah, oh, yeah, my dad. I keep watching some of those. That's funny. Oh man, you, you definitely got a type of show you like. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> right down, hey, right down the dude, it's, it's good quality programming. Yeah, man, there's, there's good TV out there. I can't. I, it's easy to get sucked in a lot of TV nowadays. I happen to just not even start down that path. But yeah, I mean, I could say uh, me and Jessica finished the show The Americans, which was really good, um, and uh, we started Better Call Saul. So, for those of out there TV people, that's that's on my plate. That's on our plate right now. All right. Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to purge it. I'm going to bed. All right. Well, I'm going to eat and go to bed too. So, Nate, good luck. Good luck to the whole league. Um, may you all get catastrophic injuries to your best players too. <laughs> hey, hey, my hey, my first round pick's not playing. So, but it, but it's not it's not you know Barkley or McCaffrey. But. Right. Right. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later, and I'll talk to see everyone else later. Good luck to all, and uh, set your bench, your depth charts if you want to. And uh, Swizzle still owes me, and Goalie still owes me, so they're the deadbeats of the league. Wow, are, are you going to send the collections? <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking with a third party right now. I'm going to have this third party contact them on my behalf. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. See ya. Good night, league. <laughs>